0: Thought the night before was funny. Wait till you see the next day.
1: Okay, I'm ready. Twentieth Century Fox presents
2: Porky's 2: The Next Day. Pee-wee and the gang are back, and things are still jumping at Angel Beach High.
1: What they do to each other Big Edna? is bad enough. I don't know what he's up to. Dirty rat! Stop, don't
2: break! What they do to everybody else oh! is even better. <laughs> well, you better bring the army, boy.
0: Well, actually, we had something slightly different Oh yeah. They ain't happy. The ain't happy. And no one is safe.
1: I happen to be the guest of Big Bob Gephardt, County Commissioner. are It's Oh,
0: my God.
1: I'm 17 today. What kind of man
0: would do a thing like
1: that? I can see we will now have to deal with the purveyors. I'm Hey,
2: deal with this. <laughs> because one thing they know how to get
0: Oh, Pee-wee! Oh!
1: ...is even. (laughs) Like shooting fish in a barrel. (sighs) Okay, I'm ready. Come on, you guys, what's going
0: on? (gasps) Porky's 2, the next day. Remember the last time we're on this road?
1: (laughs) I really want to hear this story. (laughs)
2: Welcome to They Called This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This Movie and find us on Twitter and Instagram at TicTampod. That's T-C-D-A-M-Pod. We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation, and you can find them at GVNation.com. Welcome back to They Call This Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, friends.
0: Hello. Um, I am ready for summer. I don't know about you guys.
1: I'm uh, not. I'm not. I I don't want summer to come anymore. I like the idea of summer,
2: but I am pasty and just summer and my skin just don't mix
1: particularly well as much as I like it to. I can't even enjoy summer anymore. There's nowhere for me to go. Everything's so expensive. I can't go anywhere. (laughs) That is true. With with gas at $5 a gallon, it's like, hmm. Well, you have a
2: backyard, so enjoy the backyard
1: that's what my summer's becoming is just working
2: in the backyard well so that's the trick so this weekend my wife and i we decided we were going to do some yard work but we weren't going to do too much we're actually just going to sit in the backyard and enjoy it and that's what we did this weekend i didn't mow the lawn at all probably could have used it but we're just like we're just gonna enjoy it we'll clean off some stuff because like pollen has been accumulating on every surface outside um and then we just sat out there for like Good two hours, Saturday night, just drinking, having the dogs out and just having a nice, quiet evening. That's what you got to do. That's how you really enjoy a yard. That's a good point. Mark's in his cave. Mark loves his cave.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't
2: have to run the AC yet. Not yet. You haven't put your AC on yet? Nope. What? Are
1: you kidding me? It was like
2: 90 degrees out. What is the temperature in your apartment?
0: Uh, It's probably low 70s. I'm not near my thermostat.
2: Okay. All right. That I know you're going to say, sense. like, if you're going to say, yeah, I don't have my AC on. It's 78 degrees. I was like, you're an insane person. Dan would be like, that's perfect. I want to live in that apartment. That is perfect. <laughs> yeah, you're both no, psychotic.
0: I, I, I came to the conclusion after last week's discussion that I think it's a combination of where my apartment's located and the fact that i lived in boiling hot houses for the last six years. So
2: seventy four is like pleasant.
0: Yeah, that's like oh, this it's is like a little cold.
2: Cool. It's a little like <laughs> mm. you're like maybe I should put up the heat a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yesterday got to yesterday I woke up to the house being sixty seven degrees oh. and it was nice. It,
1: it's <laughs> it's gotten it's much cooler at the beginning of the day. I definitely noticed. We we usually have the AC set to seventy six at our house, <laughs> and I sleep I sleep with the covers on. Oh
2: my God! <laughs> oh my goodness gracious!
1: So when I, when I wake up, it's about seventy-two, seventy-three. Oh, my is that God. is that more doable? Is that is that better for like
2: you? We, we have our AC set to seventy-two. So and then we turn. So we have it set that it'll go lo- It'll go even lower during the night. So it'll go down to like seventy. Okay. Like we'll set it to seventy, and then it'll go lower too. Because if if it gets colder than that and it'll just keep going down. So I, l- I enjoy when it's cooler at night because yeah. I sleep better. I think it's healthier, too, technically. But we won't get into that because um, I do plenty of things that are unhealthy. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, good lord, guys. You guys might both be psychotic based well, on this alone. You might. I, I think that's a well, well-known fact. I think I can get conservatorship on both of you based on this information.
1: You know what? I wouldn't put it past America.
2: (laughs) I think I I might file for conservatorship for both of you. Because just on this fact, it's like, have you seen, I'm going to take screen, like take pictures of your thermostats. That's all the evidence I'll need. I know my wife would be
1: happy that someone would take (laughs) me away. It'll be exhibit one and only. That's what they'll call it. (laughs) Your honor. This is what they sleep. This is their thermostat when they go to bed. Oh, I've seen enough. <laughs> so you can
2: roast a turkey in that room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, besides just cooking in your own juices at night, especially under the covers, yeah. blows my mind. Uh, did you guys watch anything this week? Dan?
1: Yeah, I, I did. I, I watched I watched a movie. I, I this movie. I, I haven't seen movies that will actively change my mood. You know what I mean? Like, usually I'm in a good mood or I'm in a bad mood, and then I watch a movie, and uh, it'll stay pretty much the same. Right. Uh, I watched a movie that I started out, I was in a good mood, everything was fine, and as I was actively watching it, my mood got worse and worse, and it wound up ruining my day. And You didn't uh, watch Men, did you? No, it was not Men. <laughs> it was not Men. Uh, this movie, I, I believe you both have seen it. I know, Aunt, you've seen it. Uh, I watched Old the M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh. Okay. Yep. And I watched it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh boy. So this this was uh, my wife wanted to watch this movie and I, I know what I was getting into because I remember your uh, your review on it, aunt. And mm-hmm. it's I still wasn't prepared for how ridiculous it was and mm-hmm. you know all the, the the exposition is written by a 5-year-old. What's your <laughs> name? What do you do? What's your name? What do you do? Uh, what's your name and occupation? What's your What's your name and occupation? Oh,
0: yeah. God! Who's that's... your daddy, and what does he do?
1: I wish that were, it, the writing was as good as that. It, yeah, it's it was so silly and uh, mid-sized sedan. <laughs> that's a character's name. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, and then the, the the twist at the end about the pharmaceutical company. It's oh, man, it it, it it just made me angry watching the yeah. whole thing. It made me very angry. Uh, now, other than that, I'll oh, go ahead. Question Mark. for you Aunt, question yes. for
2: you. Uh, so the scene I was talking about where I okay. said that, like, if they ended it right there, it would be a much better movie. I was talking about the scene right at the tor- like 25 minutes left when Gael Garcia Bernal is like talking to his wife and he's like, I don't even remember why we were fighting. And then it kind of like does a fade out into the morning. I feel like you cut it off at that fade out. Boom, credits. Mm -hmm. I think it's a better movie. Uh,
1: Yeah, I could see that. And I think there's no twist there. That's the problem, right? I don't think that's a problem. To me, that's not for him. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. You got it. You're M. Night. You got to have the
1: twist. Right. And I hated, I hated how the, the main couple, They're fighting because the the wife has a tumor, right? Mm -hmm. And they're for some reason, they're separating. And then it's found out that she was also cheating on the husband. Like, that's too much. That's much too much. Just have one. She cheated or she's dying. Well, the one thing I
2: so the whole they So for that, the tumor is growing on like her side, right? Her like hip.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
2: like on her. Yeah. And it's like benign, though, right? Right. And then it becomes a problem. Then it becomes a problem because it grows bigger. Yeah. Like my thing was like they they waited for it to they it got bigger. And uh, a um, a surgeon with early onset all onset Alzheimer's performs a surgery on her on the beach with like a scalpel.
1: How don't thank me thank the knife. How
2: was when they when she was not on the beach and like having doctors appointments how was it not preferable just to remove this small tumor that's what i didn't understand
1: and and when, it's so easily
2: yeah it's like yeah this is like outpatient you're we're you're going to be under for 10 minutes we're going to pop the sucker out and then uh, you'll you're going to be uh, you know doing splits and cartwheels and fucking the <laughs> other guy uh, i don't even you think know, you need to have the
1: afternoon you don't need to have the tumor at all because it's benign so just Get rid of it. It, it. it serves no purpose for the rest of the movie at, at all in the movie because they take it out. But that's it. Like, it should. <clears> it it should have killed her. It should have killed her because they can't cut her open because the wounds heal too quickly. They, everyone becomes Wolverine on this beach. Mm-hmm. And so either you don't have the tumor or the tumor kills her. You, you can't have a tumor for no reason just to take yeah. it out. Like, but then why
2: are they on? Why are they on the beach? That's the only. That's the only reason why they're on the beach. But also, right? That's the only out of oh, those four.
1: Right, they, because they don't that, have anything besides point. that tumor. Right, right. They're, they're, it doesn't say anything about the husband. The husband has no problems.
2: No, he does. Go, you know, he loses his eyesight at the end, but that's just like from getting older.
1: Right, and she loses her hearing from yeah. just getting older. Um, I, I didn't like the the children. Get like one of the kids gets pregnant, which is kind of weird. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the point of that was. And then the the baby automatically dies. Um, yeah, it, I don't know it. It wasn't shocking. Nothing was shocking. You know, no. It was just kind of overacted, and it wasn't fun. It wasn't a fun movie, and it it made me blood red mad. Um, <laughs> it's like it's uh, like a bad Twilight Zone episode. Yes, yeah. It, it's a much longer, much worse Twilight episode. It, and you're right. I think if you. If you leave it as the, them not realizing or them just kind of remembering that they love each other and there's no reason for them to be fighting and then everybody dies. I think that's a much better ending because then all of a sudden a, there's a local cop or something like that at the resort and he's yeah, he's taken down the pharmaceutical company. I don't know. It gets very weird. Yeah. Um. So I watched that. Uh, I watched all of Stranger Things, the new season, finished that up. Uh, and I started watching The Boys season three. Uh, and I, yeah, just uh, one episode in on that. I don't know. Have you boys? Are, are you boys fans?
2: Uh, I've seen uh, a season and a couple episodes. I started okay. watching it at the beginning of the pandemic, like right when shit hit the fan. Um, so I really haven't gone back to it, but I really I enjoyed what I what
1: I saw
0: yeah i have not seen it yet
1: so uh this one starts off i'm just gonna say just real quick so this move this season it literally starts off with like a, a guy walking into another man's penis and i'm just gonna leave it as that that's that's what that's how they set the season up oh nice
2: when yeah, Ant Man, so, like how everyone said Ant Man should
1: beat Thanos, that sort of thing. Exactly like that.
2: <laughs> just go right
1: <laughs> up his ass and then expand. Exactly. Except now it's the, the pee hole. Okay. Oh, it's, interesting. I don't know how they got it past the I, I how did they convince the censors? Like, yeah, just like we're gonna show a giant dong and then someone inside the dong. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how you get
2: away with it. I, I don't know. I don't know what the sen. I don't know what the situation is with the censors for these streaming
1: shows. Right? I guess because you pay for it, right? It's kind of like an HBO thing. Yeah. But my goodness gracious, that's <laughs> they just throw caution to the wind. <laughs> so I'm just kind of getting you in the mindset if you do watch it, and to our listeners out there, just prepare yourself for giant dong. That's all I'm going to say. This is the perfect no, think... podcast for this. It is, it, and, and it's going to segue into.
0: I was going to say, I, I think I can wait a, a week or two because I, I think I've reached my dong quota in this
2: <laughs> this week's movie. We did watch a lot. Of, we did see a lot of penis this week.
1: For the movie. Oh, I, like and in the movie. movie, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm only
2: talking about this week's movie.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> um, is that
2: all you watched this week? That's it for me, yeah. All right. Mark, what didn't you watch this week? What did you think about watching this week?
0: I keep wanting to. Friggin' Top Gun. I want to go see it, but I'm like, do I really want to spend money? Like, it's coming to that point. Um, sure. Yeah. Where should I just wait for it? Um, you know, because I didn't see it in the first couple weeks. Um, but yeah, outside of that, um, yeah, I think I'm probably going to have the same issue with Jurassic Park coming up. Um, but yeah, yeah, just. Uh, Just a whole lot of nothing. I wish I had a little more time on my hands last week um, to do some things. I was too busy um, trying to finish up something before Game Vault Pod recorded, and that took up most of my time. So,
2: see how your priorities lie. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, for me, uh, most of my watching has been I've gotten through about a half of a season of Stranger Things, season four. I'm enjoying it. And uh, the only other thing I watched, I went to the theaters, nice sun Saturday morning or Sunday morning, and okay. I watched Crimes of the Future, the new David Cronenberg movie. Um, I don't know what I
1: was expecting. Uh, <laughs> Is that a good, I don't know what I was expecting, or a bad, I don't know what I was expecting? Uh,
2: like a lukewarm? Okay. I like Cronenberg. In general, I really like Video Jerome, uh, History of Violence, Eastern Promises. You know, I I enjoy most of his movies. This one just didn't click with me, and I think it had something to do with like the structure of the story. It's a lot of Viggo Mortensen going somewhere and then like hiding in the shadows and then talking to someone and then like gagging a little bit because he's weird and he has these medical issues. And clearing his throat a lot of the time and then he just goes to somewhere else and does the exact same thing and there's like a couple of scenes of body horror stuff like surgeries and weirdness but it didn't it didn't come together for me is what i'm saying um yeah is, is this a like sci-fi movie
1: a horror movie
2: yes so it's a sci-fi it's a sci-fi movie um, okay. With some body horror elements, but not really body like there's like weird body things going on. But I, I really can't call it horror because everyone embraces it sort of like nobody's freaking out about what's happening to them. So the short synopsis of it is it's the the not so distant future. Um, and Vigo Mortensen is a guy that he's a performance artist that he is growing new organs inside of him and his performance art is his assistant removing those organs like it's like an actual open surgery like people come to watch her perform a surgery on him and remove these organs so so he can regrow organs they're like completely new organs they're like organs that you and i do not have essentially oh so made like
1: made up organs essentially it's like
2: it's like evolution. Oh, like, shoot. wow. So there's wow. also so there's like other people that have take gotten surgeries, get like elective surgeries to give these themselves new organs. And it's like, I think everybody but Vigo Mortensen in the world has ceased to have physical pain. He has physical pain and everybody else doesn't. I think I maybe I'm making that up. But more or less that's So it, it's
1: it, it, it's kind of like one of the movies where uh, what like what's the one with Clive Owen and the the, the last remaining female kind of thing? Children of Men. It's Children a little weirder. Men. It's a little more okay. cyberpunky than
2: Children okay. of Men, so there's like so now that everybody is not feeling pain, now what is come chic version of beauty is now like body modifications. So like well, I don't weird lumps on your forehead or like weird scars, stuff like that. And there's, I guess there's a conversation about inner beauty versus outer beauty. And there's some environmental things that are going on in terms of like the themes. It just, it just didn't come together for me. Honestly, I wouldn't
1: wouldn't like that future.
2: Yeah. And yeah. And it's literally just like, it's just like Viggo Morton's so is going to go here. Now he's going to talk to this person for three minutes and he's going go to this next person and talk to them. And then he's just going to cover his face for some reason. He's always covering his face with like a, like a mask essentially. But um, yeah, mm. disappointed. I suppose it was weird. Like I, I'm not disappointed. I saw it, but I'm disappointed. I just didn't like it more. I guess you, you thought it was going to be better. Yeah, I thought I was going to enjoy it more, like not enjoy it because it's Cronenberg. So it's always kind of weird. So it's like uh, appreciate it more. I should say appreciate more than like. And it was fine. And I really hate like we only get so many Cronenberg movies in a a given decade. So I don't want to be too negative on it because, you know, how many of them are we going to get? And seeing movies that aren't Marvel movies is always great, you know, but something different. Yeah. So I jumped at the the opportunity to watch a David Cronenberg movie in theaters and it came around, came, came out of it. Not super enthused, I should say.
1: Yeah, I guess that's
2: my review. It was fine.
1: You're just anything to not see the Top Gun movie, huh? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I mean, those two weeks in a row. I, I just I'm not a fan of the first one. Like, I didn't, okay, I didn't I like don't... the first one either, to be honest. I don't like until everyone was saying how great it was. Like, I had no interest in seeing the new Top Gun movie. I don't even like I don't like Miles Teller all that much. I think he's kind of a douchebag and he's hanging out with Aaron Rodgers. So that just makes things worse. Is it Yeah, he's like, he, well, he was like friends with Shailene Woodley because they're in like the divergent, oh, the divergent movies together.
1: That's right.
2: Mm. The Spectacular Now, I think they were in together. Oh, man, that that and is like a very
1: douchey yeah. duo right there. Yeah, and she eats clay.
2: I don't know. Right, I heard about that. I just don't have time for these people. <laughs> and yeah, Miles Teller it's not like beside like I wish there was somebody else in
1: Whiplash, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I See, I, cause maybe it's because I've been watching this show for on Paramount because he's the main character. He plays the producer of the, the guy who produced The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a good job, I thought. I mean, I don't I didn't know he hung out with Aaron Rodgers. That kind of. He's not, things. A, he's not a bad actor from what i've seen him in i just yeah. don't like him <laughs> no I, I, yeah i guess it's a separating the art from the artist kind of thing yeah. he's not to me he's not this groundbreaking artist for sure yeah you know he's a he's a good actor but he's not i yeah, I, I don't think i wouldn't see his name on a, a movie or a tv show and think i gotta see this yeah uh, i gotta go see that new miles teller movie exactly I think Tom Cruise is also in it. But no one says that anymore, right? No the one says, Tom. "Yeah, no one says I got to see the new actor or actress's movie." Yeah, I mean, the I mean, I think well, Tom Cruise is
2: one, right? The new yeah. Tom Cruise movie. I'm just going to yeah. say. I think it's a question of like who who are the last oh, the Nick last Cage. movie stars. Nicolas Cage, yeah, I mean, I saw the unbearable weight of massive talent simply because this is the new Nicolas Cage movie. I mean, that's different. Like Nicolas Cage, there is a difference between saying I got to see the new Nicolas Cage movie. And so I want to see, I got to see the new Tom Cruise movie. One is because he's a movie star. One of them because he's possibly insane.
1: I think one, because the the cage one is
2: more ironic.
1: And, and I, has, that doesn't that doesn't
0: narrow down. Which no, Tom like, Cruise
2: is certifiably insane. Hey, that's, okay, okay. There is no possibility <laughs> of whether or not Tom Cruise is insane. It's
0: stand <laughs> fact fact.
2: Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think it's a question of are there any actual movie stars left in Hollywood? Like Tom Cruise is a definite. You could probably argue like a Brad Pitt, Tom Hanks. But these guys are it's like not their generation anymore. These guys yeah. are all. These guys are all, if not 60, pushing 60. Yeah,
0: I think the only close one in the 40 to 50 range is maybe The Rock.
2: Yeah. Sure. I,
1: yeah. For the for the unwashed masses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just I can like, see
1: that. I got to see gonna... the new Rock movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he wants to get away from The Rock. So even he yeah. doesn't want you to say you want to see the new Rock movie. I want to see the new Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and my, my point was being like, and it's more that he thinks that than he might actually be that.
2: Yeah, I mean, but that's how that's how all his movies are marketed too. So it's yeah. also his his team thinks that he is the next movie star.
0: Yeah, I can't even think of a young star that's like that. Like I, not even the Marvel people.
1: Well, I, I was gonna say, I think everything is the. You, I'm gonna see the new Marvel movie. I'm gonna see yeah. the new DC yeah. movie. The new Fast and Furious movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's so, uh, yep, yeah, it's uh, it's franchises over star power.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I. I I'm kind of getting the, the fatigue there. I get it. But yeah, I, I think there's I don't think there's anything wrong with it right now, because, again, they, these come and go. Like I got to see the new Schwarzenegger movie. I got to see the new uh, Stallone movie kind of thing, you know, and and like those guys were almost like a franchise unto themselves with yeah, their yeah. their action movies. So, yeah, I, I think it's just kind of the, uh, the the ups and downs of film, right? yeah there's ebbs and flows i mean yeah westerns
2: had their day you know
0: quite a had while their day.
2: day. yeah so yeah there's definitely an ebb and flow to kind of what the the masses will watch um but that's the, like again that's one of the reasons why i decided to go see cronenberg over over top gun is for that exact reason to once you get when you get these chances to to see movies that are um you know not usual not part of a franchise not part of a an IP that they're just trying to capitalize off of. It's important to go see that. So we continue to have these interesting movies. That's one of the reasons why I was dreading the fucking Morbius bullshit, man. What that,
1: that has to be the most gigantic L in film (laughs) history. Like what? It made like $85,000 this weekend.
0: You you didn't want to go see a Morb?
1: (laughs) It's Morb. Oh God. Someone needs to be fired from Sony for that blunder. Yeah. yeah.
0: And outside of that whole thing, they even waited too long. Like by the time they put it in theaters, the meme had sort of died out. Sure. It, like, you know,
2: what I was dreading was the people that were on Twitter where it's not even like the people that were obviously like, "Oh, it's Morbin time" or this make this is making more billion, 300 more billion dollars right. or something like that. Th- those are the obvious like the the trolls. It was the people that was like, I would be reading comments of like posts of like, no, it actually wasn't that bad. You should go see it. It wasn't as oh, bad as everyone said. Yeah. And it's just like, this is the problem. We're accepting mediocrity. You know, <laughs> We have now accepted that not that bad is now acceptable for your money.
1: Yeah. Again, you're not allowed to hate a movie anymore. We've yeah, we're, we're like essentially wiping that away from the zeitgeist of pop culture anything that's bad it's misunderstood an actor that's in a bad movie they deserve better not always not always yep that's and it's okay for it to be bad sometimes movies
2: are just not good sometimes movies suck and you can say you like it but also you also have to i mean this is a podcast where we like movies that are generally terrible like yeah. When we watch Stone Cold. We love Stone Cold. It's not a good movie,
1: <laughs> and no one's going to defend awesome that. Movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome movie, but it's not great. But we I, are. You have to. You have to be able to say, "I like that movie, despite it being not good," and that's yes. fine. You know, it's fine. There's plenty of movies I love that aren't good, and I can recognize that. But you, it's it's not that bad. Is not what we should be striving for especially from these larger IP movies. You know, yeah, Sure. It, that, Morbius does not deserve a sequel because it was just, it was fine.
1: Right. Yeah, it, it's, again, and this is the problem of listening to the internet, right? Uh-huh. And once again, I, I'm beating a dead horse here with the Snyder hashtag. This is what happens. They see that this hashtag is trending. Oh, we can capitalize off that. Morbius has been out on release for a, like months now. You can rent the movie. Why would I want to go see it again? Right. And it wasn't close to breaking any records. Mm-mm. Right. It wasn't like it needs $2 million to hit the billion dollar mark. No, it, they they lost money on this.
2: Yeah. Good. It, I'm glad. It, I yeah. hope someone gets
1: fired. I hope I hope the entire team gets fired. Entire they they should. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And uh, to me, it couldn't have happened to a better actor uh, and a better studio, a better studio. Oh, my God. They have zero clue. Yeah. Sony just can't figure it out. Yeah. Let's just throw every single Spider-Man character at the wall. One of them will stick. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm.
2: As long as they keep selling PlayStations, though, I guess that's going to fund their terrible film side of things do they even sell? I never. There's no
1: PlayStations. I can't find a well, goddamn
2: PlayStation. Whatever they made, uh, the amount that they made, they've sold. I guess. Yeah, they're set it, for X amount of years. It's I one to one, I suppose, in terms of produced. Yeah, I doubt
0: that the I doubt that the movie side even knows what the video game side is doing, and uh, vice
2: versa. I'm sure. unless they, uh, until they have to ask them for a loan. Can we have right. some money, please? <laughs> Gotta bail. They got to give them a bailout. Yeah. Their PlayStation Plus money is funding uh, Jared Leto's next picture. Oh, uh,
1: I I can't believe that someone fell for that. And so, like, hook, line, and sinker, they fell for it. Yeah. Dashbacks. Yeah. That's the problem. That's <laughs> the problem with Twitter. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's all I watched this
2: week. Um, There was talk about Stranger Things in there. Yeah. Watch that too. It was good. I like yeah. it so far. Uh, I got like half a season left.
1: So So that's you're on the fourth episode then.
2: I just finished the fourth. Okay, Um, And everybody says it's the best of the season. It was a really good episode. Yeah, I agree. I I really like it's got such a Nightmare on Elm Street vibe to it. I think what they what they do so well in the show and then we're going to cut the break. I'll just say real quick what every character they introduce in each season is always so interesting. Like, I never feel like. They introduced a character, and I was like, ugh, this character is a piece of shit. I hate this character. Every character they seem to introduce every season, I like, I guess, is yeah. what I'm
1: saying. No, they, they write the characters very well. Yeah.
2: So that's that. But uh, that's all I watched this week. So we are going to take a quick break and listen to some ads, and we will be back in a second. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into this week's movie. And this week was my week. And I don't know what I did this week, to be honest with you. I really didn't know what movie to pick. I did have a movie on deck, but it's kind of similar to a movie we're going to do later on this week. So I kind of wanted to keep it a little different. And then I kind of just did a Hail Mary pass. And I saw <sighs> I saw Porky's 2 the next day on Amazon Prime. So I picked Porky's 2 colon the next day. <sighs> and I don't know why I did. But, gentlemen, where are you coming from with Porky's and Porky's 2 the next day? Mark. No, Dan. We always start with Dan. Yeah, Let's we'll go with Mark this time. Yeah, Mark, Mark. Yeah, yeah. No one's yeah, saying you can't. S- we're going to switch it up this week. Now I don't um, know what to do. I know, right? <laughs> keeping, keeping your I, guys heads on the swivel.
0: I have never seen either of the sequels because I think there's a third one as well. Um, I think there's also a fourth one. Is there a fourth? Yeah. Um, I, I've seen the first one a long time ago. And after watching this one this week, I am not convinced that that movie they were made by the same people. Um, because this, I don't know where this plot comes from for this movie, um, mm-hmm. compared to what the plot of original Porky's is. Um, I don't know if they got told to tone down, um, even though I don't really tone it down, but it's, it's just weird. If, if you watch, if you've seen both movies, you'll understand what I mean. Um, but yeah, I had no idea no was going in. And then when I saw the plot or the synopsis somewhere, I'm like, wait, what, <laughs> um, Like, how does this bring in the KKK into this? Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just, I was completely thrown off. I was bored for most of it. Um, There were, closer to the end, there started to be some really good parts. Um, You know, in terms of of things that made me chuckle a little bit. Um, But most of it, you know, didn't move the needle for me at all. Um, And, yeah, I I don't know what you did to us, (laughs) Ant.
2: Dan, what about you? Porky's and Porky's 2: colon, the Next Day. Oh, I
1: hate that title. The Next Day. So lazy. Uh I've never seen Porky's. Uh, I know that one famous scene with the, you know, they cut the hole in the the bath, the girl's yeah. shower room. Uh I've I've seen clips of that, but I've never seen the movie. Never saw Porky t- Porky's 2. And yeah, I mean, I I I knew this was one of the, you know, it's a raunchy movie. Uh, no way it gets made today, thank God. that That's one of the things, like yeah. like a boomer would be like, oh, you can't make this today. Like, why, would, <laughs> why would you want this made at all? It's not good. It's, it wasn't funny. Um, yeah, they, they would lament, you can't get a Porky's movie made. Uh, yeah, it's, but Mark's right. I didn't know where the plot was going. So it's a movie about trying to get a gangbang going at first. Then they ditch that once the KKK shows up. But Mm -hmm. first, they got to fight a group of evangelical, like, right-wing nuts from stopping a Shakespearean play? Yeah. Like, what is happening? This movie's all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, a play that they don't even want to perform. Like, (laughs) in the beginning. I've never seen a school that fought so hard for Shakespeare. <laughs> right. Yeah. usually they'd be like, thank God we don't have to do this. But these kids like this is this is their livelihoods. If they don't do Macbeth or Romeo and Ju- and what Shakespeare play are they doing?
2: So it's like a festival. So they're doing several. OK, There's Romeo yeah. and Ju- they're doing Romeo and Juliet. And they're also doing a midnight Summer night's dream
0: and Macbeth.
1: And they do they do mention Macbeth. Yeah. Yeah, the, okay. sword oh, the
2: sword fights, yeah. fights Macbeth. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was so confused. They they have the character Pee Wee is uh, one of the uh, nymphs, or uh, was he like a satyr or something like that? Yeah, I don't. Seder, know. Yeah, I I think they they call him a fairy in the. Uh, but yeah, yeah one of them's a fairy. Yeah, and they they make I... a you know they have a good hearty laugh at that. Mm-hmm. Um. So I like, that was not in Macbeth. I'm pretty sure. But no. Um... Yeah. It, that's a midsummer night's dream. That's yeah, a midsummer. It's a, it's a lot of tonal shifts in this movie. Like they tackle racism, they tackle uh, you know sex predators. They they tackle a whole lot of things. And I thought this was a movie about trying to get your friends laid. Nope. No. I guess not. Yeah. That's so, that's another thing you don't see those movies where the 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 person is trying to just the, the whole plot of the movie is just trying to get laid.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen like the direct to video American Pie movies. I'm assuming that's they're probably. all like that. Yeah. Or anything that has the National Lampoon sticker on it after, you know, anything like all those. Yeah. Direct to video yeah,
1: stuff. That's usually the the main focus. But yeah, no, no mainstream comedy anymore deals with that. I didn't realize how prevalent it was throughout the decades. It's It's been around forever. Yeah. it's it, I guess it's super relatable, right? I guess so. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Right.
2: It's when fun. S- when
1: you're 17, that's like the only thing that's on your mind. <laughs> that That is true. And I, but I'm glad that that's no longer a focal point for your movie. Sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, as we're older now. Yeah. It's like that's not the kind of movie that I want to see. I want to yeah. see some teens just trying to hook up with some <laughs> high school tale, baby. Relive my glory days. <laughs> yeah. Of. Being the not anywhere close to that, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the glory days, the glory days of not getting laid. Who's with my me, bells? Pretending to, <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you
0: guys. I, don't I got know we were talking about Did speak so, for yourself, so much right, in high school. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, for me, I've seen Porky's. Um, it has been like twenty, twenty years or so. I think I was in okay. high school when I saw it. Ah, uh, I don't remember liking it, though. Like it was that was I was in the demographic, I suppose. Um, but like, I mean, it probably had something to do with the fact that it was particularly old at that point. And, yeah. you know, movies like American Pie were more of my wheelhouse at that moment.
0: Yeah, and even at that time frame, I was more of a fast time sort of.
2: Yeah. Take on it. Yeah. I mean, the week this movie gave us what we've always talked about is the the promise of Dick. So we got plenty of dick in this movie.
1: But it's and old we, man dick. It's old KKK dick. Yeah. Breast Those guys dick. were, and they were very sure of themselves. Like, yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> out and proud, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. They just like just hanging around flowing in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this is a kind It's at, at times it's slow. At times it's annoying. Uh, it's rarely funny. Um, it's too long. And it's not that long. Like yeah, some it, scenes are just go exactly, on forever.
1: Yeah. The scene at the restaurant is oh, way God. too fucking long. The the scene where the reverend and the teacher are reading Shakespeare and the Bible. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I I was bored to tears. That, that's like, a good three four minute scene. Yeah, and it's like, all right, we get it. Right, oh, oh man, I I think you got to lose one of those storylines. You have to, like right? the the KKK don't show up for, for until forty
2: eight minutes into the movie.
1: That's right. Yeah, and like, yeah, you don't just introduce the KKK out of
2: nowhere. Right. Yeah, and, you got to. You got to. You got to bring that in the beginning. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and to be honest, if you axe them out of the movie, it doesn't change the movie.
2: No. No.
1: No, it doesn't. No, it's it's one less group that gets their comeuppance. Really.
0: Yeah. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you're right, Mark. I think you get rid of the KKK. You keep
0: yes, the end in this movie.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, uh, although at the same time, you give credit to this movie for just humiliating the shit out of the KKK, which yeah, is, yeah what was this?
0: 84, 83, 83?
1: 83. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they they get their comeuppance, which is always fun to see. So mm-hmm. good. I mean, that that's great. But, in general, I think you, you lift that from the movie. You you go after the pervy uh, uh, mayor and the crazy right-wing reverend. And you just... Yeah, that's what you go for.
2: Yeah. I, that's like that,
1: plenty enough.
2: Yeah. That's what this movie sh- should be. It's like sort of the... You know, we got to save the rec center from these um, rich teens. But instead of rich teens and a rec center, it's our play. And it's the... Evangelical right,
1: <laughs> yeah. I wish they could have done something better than a Shakespearean play Uh I mean, something to save. Yeah, but they didn't need rights to it, right? It's in the public so. domain. Yeah. Uh, why, why couldn't it be like uh, you know rock music? Right. the The church hated rock music. Well, because well, then you... they needed rights to the music. That's yeah, true. Yeah,
0: yeah. Shakespeare's public domain. Yep. Yeah, this
2: sucked. Um, I don't. I also don't understand like the the friend dynamics in this because half the time, they hate each other. yeah, half the time it's just two like part two. It's like one group but broken up into two trying to fool the other ones.
0: Yeah, and it seems like it's like partially three. I mean, Pee Wee's on his own. You know, maybe, I don't yeah, I made. I know there's one other guy with Pee Wee.
2: Yeah, um, Ralph Macchio looking guy. Yeah, that's. I Who
0: thought is, he was for a moment. I don't remember if Porky's won it and you don't have to answer this question, but um i, I don't know if he is he like the ex boyfriend of the girl that Pee Wee's with? Which so makes that even weirder.
1: Is that Wendy Williams? Yeah. So Wendy definitely has had sex with him. Yes. Okay. She I think she mentions it,
2: right? Yeah. Tommy, I guess his name is.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's one thing.
2: I don't know oh, no, no. Tommy, Bi- yes. Billy is the guy that's playing Ober and the other fairy.
1: Yes. In yeah. the play.
2: I had a hard time knowing anybody's name. All these guys looked alike to me. Um, yeah, if I, I, had, I wanted I did want to watch the first one before we got on this podcast. I didn't get a chance to um, but to refresh myself.
1: But um, yeah, <clears throat> not great. No. And again, it's this huge tonal shift because the, the first half of the movie is these high school kids, quote unquote, high school kids, because these guys are definitely in their 30s. Uh, yeah. It's these high school kids just trying to get laid and that's all that matters. And,
0: and, and part of it is is that they're getting revenge for something that happened in the last movie that
2: Is that what's right. going on? Against each other. Yeah. Against
0: each other. Hmm. I,
2: I there's just... like uh, they they keep mentioning like the cherry forever revenge and off the top of my head I don't remember what that was, what happened that they're they're trying to get revenge on him.
1: Is I, is that when they, they hire that dancer
2: so okay uh, so i think what happens in the first one is a whole bunch of them go to like this hooker's house that is supposed to be like obviously she's a hooker so it's like you know we're all going to get laid and then like one of them sets it up so that the hooker's quote unquote boyfriend comes in right before they all get laid and he chases them all out of the house um, oh, but ass naked, I, I think it's right. in the beginning montage,
0: yeah. They try to recap it for you, yeah.
2: And I think that's the event that they're trying to get revenge on, but I feel like that happens like in the first 25 minutes of the first movie, like that happens early. So it's weird yeah. that now we're trying to get revenge on that. So here, then they're trying to use that as a chance to get revenge on them after Wee claims he's had sex with so many women um you and me both brother and <laughs> uh, they call his bluff and said well why don't you hook us up with with your one of some of your girls so then they take the opportunity and now that he's in a caught between a rock and hard place to also get revenge against them question for you
1: yeah what is porky's what is it Porky's
2: is kind of a strip club uh bar, like redneck bar in the first movie. Oh, yeah. That they they run a foul of Porky. I guess they're I guess they're probably underage, they go into Porky's and they get kicked out and they seek their revenge by basically tearing they basically blow up Porky's
1: establishment. They run a foul of an Irishman. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. They run a foul of a redneck named Porky. <laughs> Oh, um, all right.
1: Because it had nothing to do with this movie.
2: No, but this takes place the next day, right? Oh. Um, so this is ex- yeah. I- immediately after the events of the first movie. And what I an think...
1: unimaginative name! I I so, can't get over that.
2: Yeah, Porky's Three is called Porky's
1: Revenge, where they reintroduce Porky into the story. See, that makes more sense. So why not? That should have been Revenge. Should have been two. Yeah, I mean, I guess
2: if if you're gonna do the next day i feel like that's a little too early to to get revenge
1: right <laughs> he's got to think about it right
2: he's got to he's got to lick his wounds really <laughs> yeah i got a uh, lot yeah, of insurance takes- calls he's got to take he's got to make it's a good point
1: yeah yeah revenge is you know you don't want to rush that yeah
2: um uh, yeah so it's, i'm just looking up porky's three the their revenge yeah it seems like the, it seems like they all kind of made returns. Like this is the same cast as the second one, as the first one. And they all kind of came back for the uh, the third. Really? It's the wow. main
1: cast. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I, I've, I have no plans on seeing the third one. <laughs> yeah. I, I never I wanted the first one. I, I don't want to see any of them anymore. Yeah.
2: And there's a fourth one called Pimpin Porky's Pimpin Peewee. But I feel like this is a sort of a situation like American Pie presents sort of thing. Yeah. God damn. Uh, yeah, because this was this takes place in this is two thousand nine this one was made. And I mean it seems like they've got the same the same names. We got Pee-Wee, got Tommy,
1: Meat, uh Porky, but I'm I'm just I'm flabbergat. I mean, you had the movies in the in that time period, you know, like Animal House, which was uh very somewhat similar, Revenge of the Nerds, uh Caddyshack. I mean, especially Caddyshack. The, the kids, they're the same thing. They're trying to they're trying to get laid. They're doing drugs. This, that and the other thing. But that's actually like funny. like I, Was this considered a comedy classic in, in the day?
0: The, the first uh, one, yes. The first
1: one. So the one, first yeah. one. Okay. yeah So but do, do you one. think the first one is worth watching? <sighs> if you were 17, maybe
2: as an adult, I don't really see it. Yeah, you know? there's no need, right? Yeah, I would. I would say no, not at this age. There's no, better it's comedies. Of,
0: yeah, it's one of those movies that is like if you didn't see it when it first came out at the appropriate age, you're gonna have no nostalgia or need to see it. Okay. Yeah. I, you I, know, I I don't
1: care for this movie.
0: It's 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 not like, and not to bring it up again, but it's not even like Fast Times where you know there's a decent movie in there. Um, right. It it's just it was sex comedy essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, it's very
2: episodic. Um... You know, it's just—it's kind of like like Kentucky Fried Movie is also one in that in those in that times like the first Zucker Brothers movie. Yeah, not great. I'm not like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the first one. I feel like I feel like I watched it with my parents for some reason. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it wasn't my idea. It was more like my dad's like, yeah, let's watch Porky's. This movie's hilarious. And I was like, hmm, this was not your best judgment
0: case here, Tom. Yeah, I- I, <laughs> I got a oh, feeling you're gonna, Not
1: sooner or later, Aunt. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got a feeling that if Porky's and Animal House were two movies that our dads or uncles were like, Yeah, you, you gotta watch this. I love this. When I was your age." Right. You know. And, and, and again,
1: there, there there are people out there, you know, in their sixties now, who would be watching Porky's or Porky's Two and just lamenting that they don't make them like this anymore.
2: Man, yeah, I can't make Porky's today. Hey,
1: good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> That's a good thing. Even even if I wasn't on that side where you know you're like, oh cancel this, cancel that or whatever. It's just this is not a good movie. Right. There's nothing but, to there's nothing to hold on
2: to in terms of like, man, we lost we lost it. We lost the farm, man. We right. blew it.
1: <laughs> right. Look at what we could have had. It, the way Pee Wee and again at the beginning of this movie, it's all about getting laid. So Pee-wee talks about And I I feel like dirty just saying it when he he says pussy like eight times in in like a string of maybe six, seven minutes with a hard R, you know, (laughs) he deals in it. That's one of the things he says. (laughs) He deals in pussy. Yeah, he uh, when he says that word, I feel as if I need to take a shower for a week straight.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it is. It's like highlighted. It's underlined.
1: yeah. What, like what is he he says someone deals in one thing. Oh, like he's like Michelangelo dealt in uh like stone or whatever and so and so dealt or, uh it's someone so and so dealt in paint. Like, I deal in pussy. And I'm like, "Oh. Oh, yeah. gross, dude." Yeah. No. And he's no. our he's our hero. <laughs> but he kind of like disappears after a while. Luckily, yeah. yeah right? <laughs> it it just shifts between and I think at the end, it's it, it really finds its groove where like, all right, well, now we're embarrassing the KKK members. We're embarrassing the um, the, the mayor. And that scene was ridiculous.
0: You mean mm-hmm. you mean you guys don't watch porn with a bunch of your buddies and then scream about how big the actor's dick is?
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Porn from like the 20s.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, this this movie does place, take place in 1954. Okay, so that's not that long, I yeah. guess. So yeah. maybe maybe it was a thing, like stag parties, you know, like, well, yeah. now we're going to get together, we got this reel-to-reel set up. <laughs> I w- probably wouldn't do it in the it, at town hall. That's right. probably not a good idea. I don't care what decade it is.
1: Well, these guys thought they were, you know, they're invincible, right? They're the, the yeah. old white dudes. The it's good old
2: days, though. This that's is, right. This is the the America that uh, half of the country wishes we could go back to.
1: Yeah, it's... And it, man, it really puts things in perspective. <laughs> like this, this should be used in like Congress. Like this is what you want to go back to. This is this is your your glory days kind of thing. Like, what we, I think we're good, right? We're we've we've moved past and done so much better. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it, I, I think for the purpose of this podcast, it's a great movie. Yeah, be, because it, it's such a relic that we get to just tear it apart and not feel bad about tearing it apart. Yeah.
2: It's a bygone era where you could just cast a movie with relatively ugly people. <laughs>
1: That's a good point. Good point. And no, none of them are charismatic. No, no one's charismatic. No one's particularly good looking. <laughs> good point. In yeah, 1983, you could, uh, that was the time of like, you know, like kiss was, was big in the eighties in the early eighties. Right. And, Those guys are not a good looking band Yeah, and they were killing it. They they dealt in pussy.
2: Yeah. The one person that doesn't return for from the first movie was Kim Cattrall, arguably the best looking person from the first one.
1: I didn't realize she was in the first one. She's in the first one. Yeah. So she moved on to bigger and better things, obviously. Yep. What was after she she probably yeah, Mannequin, then Big Trouble, Little China was probably not far. Yeah. Far away.
2: Porky's was 81 um okay. and a big trouble in little china was 86 mannequin was 87
1: okay so i'm sure she filled in the gaps
2: yeah 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 she had a lot of tv between them yeah i
1: i think this is uh well police we'll academy 84 was she in that she was in pol- the original police academy we were talking about police academy at work for some reason i i don't know why but apparently the, the i never i haven't seen any of the police academy movies but the first ones rated r and then all of a, and then it just goes down PG thirteen, then PG. Is that? Uh,
2: I think I know. The Commandant Lassard gets a blowjob while he's giving a speech
1: <laughs> in the first movie. Yeah, that that'll do it. That was um, another. That was a, a movie, an R rated movie that was made into a TV show, wasn't it? Like a cartoon. Cartoon. I had action figures from there the cartoon
2: go. Police Academy. The series. I think I I've, I've seen five and six more than any of the other ones because they were on hbo at that point because uh five was 88 and six was uh when was six it's like uh city under siege was 89
1: it, it, so i think they got i had a them like taped, or something like that
2: that was like seven but i had like i had them like taped on vhs and like watched them way more than my parents probably preferred
1: <laughs> yeah it's I think that's what we were talking about. It was basically there was a time where you could make an R-rated movie and then it would become a TV show for kids. Yep. Right. Robot, Toxic Avenger. Yeah, perfect. Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> Por and not. I, I, I be great. Porky's Porky's <laughs> animated series show came up like, uh, well, I can't imagine that be any better. So oh. uh, there you go. Uh, stars Dan
2: Monahan, Wyatt Knight, Mark Harrier, Roger Wilson, Cyril O'Reilly, Tony Ganyos, Kaki Hunter, Scott Columby, Nancy Parsons, Joseph Running Fox, and Eric Christmas. Has an IMDb score of 5.0 and a Rotten Tomato score of 11%. Budget, $6.5 million. Box office, $33.7 million. Made a bunch of money. The first one made over $100 million.
1: And that's why this
2: movie exists. yeah Yeah. it was for a long time it was the so it's technically a canadian production it was shot in america and it takes place obviously in in florida but it's technically a canadian production and it was like the for a long time it was like the highest grossing canadian production ever budget of 2.5 million dollars the original and grossed 111 million dollars wow
1: yeah that'll do it
2: all profit man
1: yep and that's really again that's really where we were as a country back then
2: 111 that's
1: (laughs) and that's 81 money i'm pretty sure that's not adjusted for
2: inflation god damn that's a lot of fucking scratch
0: What what do you
2: think that's like 300 million now yeah i don't know uh so i was reading the trivia and it said that um this movie porky's two was the compromise um between bob clark and the studio because he wanted to make a Christmas story and they didn't want to make it. So, okay. so they said, if you do Porky's two, we'll give you the money to do a Christmas story. Wow. And then hey, he
1: right. t- turned this out. Yeah. yeah. And now a Christmas story is a classic. Yeah. There you go. So it was, but I guess, guess it was worth it.
2: So thank you, Porky's two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for Porky's two, we wouldn't have a Christmas story. So, and the, uh, the leg lamp, I think makes an appearance in this movie, at least the same That's sort drag. of rag you see now it makes sense yeah so christmas story only made 20 million dollars with a three million dollar budget certified hit (laughs) uh you guys
1: want to get into the plot let's do it it. all right dan what do you got gonna give a quick shout out as we always do to our good friends tia and Brittany, and we're asking that you go check out their podcast the top 10 with tia it is on geek vibes nation just go to GeekVibesNation.com, search top 10 with tia check it out it's a podcast about top 10 lists movies tv video games actors actresses they do it all good friends like i said uh check them out at tc underscore stark on twitter for tia and at itty bitty brit for britney
2: on twitter okay great and we are going to take a quick break and you guys are going to list some ads from friends of the podcast and we will be right back hey this is 10m Padawan j coach duffy from the ocho duro parley hour podcast Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of. Uh, Earl, why don't you tell them about that time I stole that big ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more. Or you episodes. could tell them about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell them. Do about I need that to get that, my ref gear on? Okay, everyone shut up. Now come with me. As I tell you a story from afar. Hey, everybody. My name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A from Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into the plot for Porky's 2, colon, the next day we open on a montage of the events of the first movie, so I didn't have to bother watching the first movie. It's extremely annoying, though. They just picked all the scenes where people are just screaming on the top of their lungs, so it's great to get off on that foot. Then we eventually fade in on Pee-wee, our hero, celebrating the fact that he got laid the night before, even going so far as
1: to exclaiming that he ruined her. It's our
2: hero, folks.
1: (laughs) It's our hero. I I feel like that's... Par for the course. I, I, I'm sure a lot of guys have done that, right? Like They definitely build themselves up in their head. They're, they're studs. I was a sex god. Exactly. Yeah. And Then he tries to get his dick hard
2: so he can measure it, because that's what he does in the first movie, but he can't get it up. And so he pulls out a National Geographic to look at pictures of tribeswomen and gets hard. So he held, celebrates by banging on his chest like Tarzan, and his mom walks into his room while he has a heart on. And then he acts awkward about it. And then he goes to school.
0: Question. And then for some reason, she gets um, excited about the fact that his growth chart thing.
2: Oh, is... yeah. Right. Because he like kind of like just puts it off the charts. Like, yeah, I'm done with this because I got laid or something. I don't know what his motives were. I don't get it. Um, But then she's like, oh, my God. And then you Good for Danny, him, I guess. Dan, you said you had a question.
0: Yeah. Is that
2: scene racist?
0: Ah, uh, it's not great. OK. It's like, it's, yeah, it's more going on the joke of National Geographic being the only thing they had. Yeah. okay,
2: Like the last ditch effort. So like our our equivalent would be like Sears catalog or like
1: scrambled porn, you know? Right. OK, I just I didn't yeah. know if we like the beating on the chest part was. uh Oh, yeah. He does it in the first one, too. Yeah, that's I guess that's more of like he's an animal kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Okay. It was like his, his animal instinct of get, okay. of just slaying poon.
1: <laughs> just ruining women left and right, this guy. How do, <laughs> yeah. His name's Peewee. How does he get laid at all? Yeah, right? And he's, again, he's ugly. Is yeah. A, a
2: Hollywood standard ugly. <laughs> yeah, he's a ginger dude. Yeah. And as he shows up to school, he tells his friends that they're that they're ruining his life because they agreed to do a Shakespeare play, which Pee-wee's mom is an advisor on. And now he has to be a part of it too. And then all his friends ask him what it's like now that he's gotten laid. And Pee-wee lies and says, it's no different because he'd had so much sex in his life already. And it relays the fact that he believes he's ruined Wendy for all other men.
0: And, and I think he the way he says that he's, had a lot of sex is that he has he has like bodies all over South Florida or something mm-hmm. like
2: that. Yeah, just setting him up and knocking him down. Just running, running ragged all along Southern Florida. Was he the
1: original Pitbull?
2: Maybe. Right. It's Mr. 305. <laughs> right? Is he
1: the original Mr. 305?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh But one of his friends says that's not what he heard. And so Wendy then shows up and she walks past Pee Wee without acknowledging him. So then he chases after her to ask how she's doing. And she says that she's so horny because she hasn't gotten any in a long time. <laughs> then she drops the act and says that she wants to see him later. Yeah. So really just emasculating him, which is good.
0: The, I just love the way you were describing that.
2: <laughs> yeah, Pee-wee needs to get do- taken down a notch or, or yeah. two here. So it's good.
0: The deadpan. She says she's horny and hasn't gotten any for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think she, she's probably the most likable character in this movie yeah. until the very end
1: of the end. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Because you feel bad for her in this movie, right? Because she's kind of she's made out to be uh, basically a slut in this movie. And, you know, mm-hmm. as is the case, it's rare. It's rarely not true. So mm-hmm. it's and it, it's bad that she has to explain herself, you know? Yeah. And that's something that still it still goes on. So not much has changed since 1983. Yep. Yeah. But that's that last scene. Oof. Oh, yeah. Not a good look. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: I
2: get it. But there's probably a subtler way they could have done it. Right. right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was just way overblown. Yeah. Uh, so she leaves and Pee Wee
2: continues lying about he's the biggest coos hound in the school. So they call his bluff and tell him to set them up with some of the girls he's been fucking. because They want a piece. And then Wendy goes and talks with one of their friends who's been suspended for the events of the first movie. And they discuss Coach Ballbreaker's bathroom habits, which gives the guy whose name I didn't catch an idea for payback. I have
1: no idea who these white dudes are. (laughs) Oh, I just got it. Miss Ballbreaker is supposed to be Ballbreaker. Yep. Just figured that out.
2: (laughs) Clever. Yep. Pee-wee goes and talks with a guy named Stenrick and asks him if he knows any girls that will put out for his friends because he doesn't want to give him, the, any of them his A-tier pussy. Hard Again,
0: yeah, <laughs> He, is, he has different tiers.
2: Yeah. Again, just so dirty. Yeah. Stenrick says the easiest girl he knows in the school is Wendy, so Pee-wee tells Stenrick that his sister sucks rhinoceros dicks.
1: <laughs> then the guy asks, what, is he, what do you think he means by that?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the play rehearsals, some of the friends are hassling their vested friend, Billy, uh, whose name I didn't know at this point, uh, for playing the part of a fairy in a Midsummer Night's Dream, a big fairy specifically, and that's the joke, and then Pee Wee then goes to biology class, to talk to a guy named Frank, asking about Easy Girls, and Frank mentions Wendy too. Frank spreads a rumor about a girl in band that almost had a gangbang with 20 guys on a band trip. And he makes Pee-Wee take a tray of frogs over to another table after he's positioned matchsticks on the frogs to make it look like they have erections, and Pee-Wee gets in trouble with the teacher. Later, Pee-wee meets with the with Wendy backstage at the auditorium, and he questions Wendy about her reputation as being easy. Says she must be easy because she had sex with him, and she says that she had sex with him because she likes him. She says that her reputation precedes her and that she's only had sex with three people, and that includes Pee-Wee. And she basically has the reputation because a couple of guys lied back in the eighth grade, and she just never corrected anybody. And as they leave, they start talking about some revenge plot that alludes to something in the first movie, but I don't remember exactly what it is. And then Pee Wee then goes to talk to Big Edna, the girl from the band, to see if she's down to have a gangbang with his friends. And Edna tosses him across the band room.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and Pee Wee just doesn't get the hint at any point. You know, yeah, that, that it might be a lie. Yeah. Wendy just told him that people tell stories about other people. And he immediately doesn't get the hint here.
2: Yeah, exactly. And he's just really open. It was like, hey, don't you just want to get fucked by
1: a ton of guys? (laughs) It It takes so many, right? A gal like you must take a a ton of guys to keep you satisfied. (laughs) I wish that's the one thing I I I can't imagine at any point it would have been okay to just basically infer to a a person that they want to have a gangbang. Right in yeah. in the middle of school, like hey, you, you seem like you're down to get plowed by several people.
2: <laughs> yeah, I what feel like, even like I feel like even in the adult film industry it's like, you know, you broach it a little bit better than what Pee Wee does
1: here. Yeah. It's just you, someone's in the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Normally we pay two thousand dollars per scene, but that can also be per guy.
1: It, it It's definitely done with a little bit more. Uh, it, it's more believability, I'll say. It's like, I'm going to start putting fingers up. You tell me when to stop. You tell me when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just, just a shot one. of a... one, right? <laughs> it's it's just the shot of a castle, the exterior of a castle. And then, <laughs> then everyone knows what's going on. We've already laid the groundwork here. <laughs>
2: Uh, so down at the beach when he is working in the food stand, while Billy, the guy in the play, is studying his lines and his friends give him shit again. Then out of nowhere, a Native American student by the name of John Henry, represent, shows up to tell Billy that he's going to do the play.
0: (laughs) Before we even get into the major part of this, this may be the most quote-unquote woke movie of the early 80s, in terms of what they're, like, like, it's great that they have the storyline with the Native American, but unless I missed something in the first movie, he's just put there yeah. to, you know, like...
2: I don't remember his character in the first one, but I could be wrong.
0: I, yeah.
1: I honest to God, thought he was going to start some shit with them. John Henry was going to be like, hey, man, you got to get off our beach. This is our beach. And then well, it was going to be like a fight for the beach. Well,
0: we, we, it's just, that's just your prejudice against people named John Henry. Yeah. <laughs> get off my <laughs> beach, bruh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't.
2: I can't. Uh, I can't jet ski when you with you <laughs> over here on the beach. <laughs> um, I thought I thought they were alluding to that John Henry and Billy were going to be like in a relationship. Like, oh, because he's more, excited. Re, Billy is really happy. He decides to do the play.
0: Yeah,
1: that's right. That's a good point. I I, I did pick up on. Him being excited about that, like, oh,, no, yeah. it's great that he's gonna be in it,
0: yeah, yeah. They, couldn't go, they couldn't go that far
1: in.
2: yeah I guess I, I, again, I, like we can make fun of gay gay people by you know yeah. the, the the whole fairy thing, but we can't insinuate that there's an interracial gay relationship, oh yeah that that would have blown people away. This ain't Star Trek guys we can't <laughs> we can't get away with
1: that I, I but how like how how interesting is that? That you actually see, you know, the uh, Billy uh, John Henry is a seminal. They say he's a seminal. Mm-hmm. Like, how interesting is that, right? You never see that. Yeah, it is interesting that like the racism is specific to Native Americans in this. Right. It, it's such a niche. I feel like in filmmaking, like it, it was almost it was. I, I, I don't mean this in the wrong way. It was kind of refreshing to see uh, Native Americans portrayed in a movie and especially in 1983 like yeah who who would have thought mm-hmm. yeah it was a surprise and he's he's really good in this movie the the scene where he and billy are are doing the fight scene yeah i thought that was probably one of the better parts of the movie mm-hmm.
2: yeah pretty good uh stage uh stage combat too yeah between the two of them
1: yeah they did a good job
2: like the rehearsal obviously because in the, the actual play it gets fucked up but right
1: but yeah, yeah, in the rehearsal, they, they do a good job. Peewee shows up with his friend that
2: kind of looks like Ralph Macchio to try and set his friends up with a revenge plot involving a woman by the name of Graveyard, graveyard Gloria, a librarian that will fuck anything as long as they're in the graveyard. See, the problem with this revenge plot, it's too complicated. That's right? the problem? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not that they're paying a woman to,
2: to basically prostitute herself. Well, she's not supposed to fuck them if the plan goes according to plan. OK, she's not there to fuck them, but it's too complicated. Like you got to introduce them to this woman that gets really turned on by graveyards. What What the fuck? I don't know. Very specific. Yeah, it's got to be to the point. Yeah, there's too many loose ends here. Yeah. So the friends get suspicious. So they say they need to keep an eye on Pee Wee. So they get their friend meat to join the play to keep tabs on Pee Wee. And he winds up getting the part of this being a Midsummer Night's Dream. Which involves him having to wear a dress and pretend to be a woman, and everyone laughs at him.
1: Obviously, yeah.
2: The guys show up at a carnival at night. is dressed like Desi Arnaz for some reason. <laughs> and they go under a tent and watch a belly dancer or stripper, but she doesn't really strip. And there's like, in some situation, that she might fuck a horse. I don't know. Oh, that's right. You hear the horse bray. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know what that was about, but that's what I got out of it. But Pee-wee then and his friends go to talk to the belly dancer in her trailer, but the friends that he's trying to pull the prank on catch him and eavesdrop, and then they talk with her to plan something of their own. At the next play rehearsal, as everyone is giving Pee-wee shit for his pike costume, a mob of Christians come storming in with gym teacher Ball Bricker and Reverend Flavel in the lead, ordering Pee-wee's mom to put an end to the play because it's obscene. The mob then takes it to the principal, who has an argument with the reverend over this obscenity. For the first time in any high school movie, the principal is actually on the student's side, and tells the reverend and his flock to get the flock out to the applause of the students. Later that night, Pee-wee goes to pick up the belly dancer at the carnival, while his Ralph Macchio-looking friend brings one of their other friends to the graveyard dressed as a zombie. The plan I, is okay. I,
0: I don't know if this is a new friend they added, or it's one of the ones I, like, have no I couldn't. Idea. Keep, I couldn't keep track of how many there were.
2: There's too, There's too many guys in this movie. Yeah. That's the problem. They all sort of look the same. And this guy's now in zombie makeup and he's acting different than anybody else has acted the entire time. Yeah. So that guy,
1: he was one of the most annoying characters in this movie. And that's his zombie impression? Yeah, like... boogie boogie, 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 boogie. Yeah. I was hoping the cops would have shot him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, The plan is for the belly dancer to pretend to be Graveyard Gloria, a librarian turned on sexually by the idea of a graveyard, so much so that she would just have sex with all of Pee-wee's friends in the graveyard. But I guess the zombie would jump out before she'd have to do anything and scare all his friends away. That's the plan Pee-wee has set up. So when they get to the graveyard, Gloria starts to get really turned on and starts coming on to Pee-wee, saying she wants to have sex with him first before all of his friends. So Pee Wee likes this idea. So he goes and runs off to tell his buddy dressed like a zombie that there's been a change of plans and he needs to delay when he jumps out until after he has sex with Gloria. So Gloria yeah. follows after
1: Pee Wee. Uh, were you going to say something? Yeah, I'm sorry. Isn't that he's cheating? Pretty much. Right? Yeah. Pee Wee's cheating on Wendy. Mm-hmm. And he's he doesn't even think twice about it. Nope. Nope. And again, just, just our hero. Right? Yeah, he's just trying to get
2: laid. Even though he got laid yesterday. Literally, the, yeah, the day before.
1: Yeah, that that's despicable.
2: Mm-mm-mm. This is our hero. Once dirty again. dog. So Gloria follows after Pee Wee, and they both undress. And Gloria jumps on Pee Wee, making out with him, and then quote unquote dies in his arms. Then his friends come out of the shadows to quote unquote confirm that she is dead, even though they can't help but laugh. And they say they have to bury her, otherwise Pee Wee is going to go to jail. So Meat picks up Glory and takes her off to get buried, leaving Pee-wee to get dressed in the graveyard. Then the zombie friend, whose name is Steve, attacks him and his friends see him and admonish Pee-wee for his quote-unquote jokes. All these are quote-unquote things in this scene. Then they signal to a couple of guys waiting out in the woods with shotguns to chase off Pee-wee, calling him a grave robber. So the other friends jump in the car and drive off, leaving Pee-wee to run after them butt naked, winds up running past a cop car going in the other direction, uh, which is kind of uh, similar to a scene from the first movie. And then Steve runs by them, making zombie noises at the cops.
1: What happens to the the lady? We're, we never see her again. I guess she's
2: probably in a car with them. Okay. I drive off, yeah.
1: They just left her at the, the cemetery. <laughs>
2: they actually buried her. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Hello, guys?
2: <laughs> Back at the school, some hillbilly hangs an effigy of john henry in the auditorium and runs off with the sign telling john to quit the play with the regards from the kkk we are 48 minutes into the movie when this appeared as plot point yeah that that's dropping a bombshell on us right yeah. there So john says that he'll drop out Wee's mom convinces him that they will stand by him but it's his decision on whether or not he wants to continue and then the principal or principal arrives with the mayor a few commissioners The Reverend and Coach Ballbricker who are there to see a dress rehearsal of the play. So they put on a dress rehearsal with Romeo and Juliet, with John in the role of Romeo and Wendy as Juliet. And everyone seems to love it except Reverend Flavel, who is now concerned over the fact that John is Native American. After the play, the mayor is pleased but ultimately says that if that is the school board's decision and they'll have to have a meeting about the play. Uh, After the council leaves, the guys go off to teach Ballbricker a lesson, which coincides with her like clockwork trip to the bathroom. So they sneak into the basement of the school to get to the plumbing with a live snake to send up to the toilet that Ballbreaker is using. So up it goes, causing Ballbreaker to scream, bust out of the stall, and out into the gym with her pants down around her ankles and climbing the bleachers for some reason. And then they take, get rid of the snake. John and Billy practice stage combat when the principal comes into the auditorium and asks students to gather around. He tells them that Reverend Flavel has successfully gotten a hearing with the school board, which means they'll have to postpone the school presentation of the play. But as a loophole, if they consider it a class project, they continue rehearsals. And then Pee Wee, Wendy, and a few others go to talk to Commissioner Gephardt, who is a friend of Wendy's dad, and he seems very receptive to helping the students put on the play. He says he'll get to the other commissioners to vote with him by compromising on a few other issues that he doesn't care about and he assures them he's going to get them to perform the play and then flirts with Wendy when the kids leave. And Geppard's assistant brings in a petition from Flavel that's gotten 5,000 signatures in favor of shutting down the play, and these people will vote against Geppert in the next election if he doesn't side with them. So Geppert starts thinking and tells his assistant to schedule a meeting with Geppert with uh, Flavel. Later, the guys show up at John's house to see John bloodied from an attack in a burning cross on the lawn. The clan showed up and tried to shave his head, but just left him beat beat up instead. But John is still planning to perform the play.
0: Yeah, they would leave it to like, it's like, it's your decision, John. Yeah. It, it, going back to
1: the um, the councilman Gepard. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he, you know, he kind of changes his mind because of yep. the petition. There has to have been more important things going on. Right. Like, I'm, I'm going to lose an election because of a Shakespeare play. <laughs> right. Yeah. When on earth has that ever happened, except for maybe when Shakespeare was actually alive? Yeah, well, he's I mean, thinking
0: that there's enough people that will just follow this reverend no matter what. Yeah, 5000 signatures is a lot for a county.
1: I guess so. But I, I just I can't imagine that being such a hot button issue.
2: That is like how many people in reality would sign a petition for that? Probably not 5000.
1: Unless they were just trolling. Yeah.
2: Or they're like stuff in the box, right? Like, right. Flavel yes. didn't necessarily get it. it. You know, he could have cheat fudged it. Felony fraud. fraud yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then the play goes on and Billy and John do their sword fight. But John's sword breaks mid scene. So they pantomime a sword fight with one sword and a broken sword for a while until someone off stage hands John a wooden leg similar to the leg in The Christmas Story. And they continue to sword fight until John ultimately stabs Billy with
1: the leg.
0: I, I did. This was one of the chuckle scenes, not the leg. But him going back and forth and just saying sword
1: yeah. the whole
0: time Reaching
1: it. backwards for one. Yeah. Sword, reach back, sword, sword, reach back. Yeah. Probably a little bit too long though.
0: Yeah, it went it went yeah. a little bit too long. But right, yeah. It,
1: at one point Billy keep keeps saying, John, stab me. Stab me. Stab me. And he just refuses to stab him. <laughs> we gotta play this out for another minute.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh then it's a midsummer night's dream with Pee-wee as pike and the reverend shows up in the middle of the monologue the Reverend reverend's flock storm the performance with the cops and the principal has to address the crowd telling them that they have not given up the fight against reverend flavel and then tells the crowd good night they're basically ending the performance right there the reverend gets into a fight with Pee-wee's mom who calls reverend flavel a fascist some things never change <laughs> and then meat basically tells the reverend to suck his dick and the reverend storms off
1: this is the movie does a very good job of portraying the yeah. the like the bible thumping christians as you know just absolutely ridiculous and uh cartoonishly evil you know yeah where like they just throw out random bible quotes for their they cherry pick essentially Mm-hmm. They cherry pick about why this is bad and, you know, you, you're a Satan worshiper, this, that and the other thing. I, it's so to a T. It's it's probably one of the most realistic things in the movie, if not the most realistic thing. Yeah, it's
2: got it gives me a lot of like, oh, brother, where art thou vibes too. Okay, like the, the whole KKK
1: subplot and that. OK, yeah.
0: And, and also the fact that I'm being hypocrites
1: yeah of course yeah i mean in my experience and i'm sure you guys have experienced something similar it's the the people who always uh go that far preaching about this that and the other thing are always the like meanest sons of bitches out there you know yeah the most judgmental pricks that you'll ever come across and it's yeah they do a good job in this uh so the
2: reverend addresses the crowd in the press telling them that they received unanimous support from the commission which Geppert tries to downplay that to the students. And then the clan pop out out of nowhere to put their support behind Reverend Flavel. And, but Ballbricker tries to denounce the clan, but Flavel isn't exactly dissuaded in his efforts, even announcing a rally on the bench, and the clan supports the
1: plan. Do so, you remember when right. that would have been, like, an automatic death shot to whatever you were championing? Right? <laughs> Just the clan support of it? it, it like, oh. right. Like, like if... Something were to happen today, like a hot button issue. And then the clan comes in like, yeah, we support you. And it'd be like, oh, no, yeah,
0: that's
1: it just, that That just died a horrible death.
0: <laughs> I don't have any not faith. To be honest. Yeah, that I, be I, like
1: I think it would. It, I think it would change a lot of people's opinions because they're they're pretty. They lay low for the most part. They try not to they really don't make like a lot of television appearances usually. Mm-hmm. Right uh not in a while i suppose right i feel like if they were to champion something like this especially a play if it, oh, it's something I mean, small it's a, like a play a specific thing. yeah or uh, yeah, like almost anything i'd imagine well,
0: i you,
2: like... ha- you sound like you have a lot more um faith in people than say it's some faith i i do um <laughs> or at least the state of things right now i feel like um things that seem like slam dunks Uh, aren't necessarily slam dunks anymore i
1: can't i just i I can't imagine anyone would want their backing like look we thought 100 you know look
2: we thought that nobody liked justice league um not a slam dunk underrated (laughs) underappreciated masterpiece that that's such a good lens
1: it's such (laughs) a good lens to to put that through and like that's a good way to reach me (laughs) you just that's a great point yeah so not
2: everything's a slam dunk, especially when everybody just has access to other people through Twitter and 4chan or 8chan or whatever.
1: One of those, right? Mm-hmm.
2: So the Reverend addresses the crown. Uh, then the so ball bricker is now not on the side of the uh, Reverend anymore. Meanwhile, Geffert sets up a dinner with Wendy in Miami at a discreet restaurant even though his assistant tells him that taking a 17 year old out to dinner a week before the election is not exactly a great plan. And he just says it's a half a notch in his uh, six shooter. Yeah, He said it would
0: be another notch. And then he says, well, she's 17 within a half a notch, I guess.
2: So I don't know what he means by that. Is it? Yeah. That's the difference. So I, I wasn't sure if he was saying if she was younger, it would have been a full notch. Or the other way. Or the other way around. Or if the other way around it's because she's not 18, it's only a half notch.
1: But what does the half notch mean? I don't know. Is that just the tip? Is that what he's going for? I have no idea where he's going, but yeah, 17. I mean, it's not a good look regardless.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Wendy is using it as an opportunity for revenge for torpedoing the play. And The students start planning a way to get revenge against Flavel and the clan. And, this potent, and the politicians that supported Flavel, so they sneak into the town hall and eavesdrop on the mayor and some of the commissioners watching a stag film and say saying super incriminating things. Which is lucky because the the guys
1: record everything with a microphone. They they <laughs> stop short of saying the time and the date. Essentially, yeah. man, I can't yeah. believe we're watching this pornographic film in town hall at exactly 7:30 p.m. <laughs> on July. <laughs> July 3rd here with the mayor (laughs) right, and a
2: bunch of the councilmen (laughs) and they start cooking up some fake vomit for Wendy's date. Uh, The night of the rally, Billy disguises himself as a clan member. And when the clan is distracted, they knock out one of them and Billy takes his place at the front of the marching line, then leads the clan into the gym. The boys then confront the clan with John and then a gym full of pissed off native Americans. They then say that they're ready to make things even with the clan after they attack John. And to get things even, they plan on giving the clan circumcisions full on brisses, bris, a full on clan bris. There we go. Yeah. Meanwhile, Pee Wee drives Wendy down to the restaurant in Miami. And her mission is to make the biggest scene in the restaurant that the restaurant has ever witnessed. She dresses like a majorette with water balloons in her bra. It obnoxiously causes a scene in the restaurant shouting about Commissioner Geppert and announcing to everyone that it's her 17th birthday. He tries to convince everyone that it's his daughter playing a trick on him, and then when he threatens to leave, she screams rape on the top of her lungs. And at the rally, the boys usher in the clan members into the Reverend Flavel's speech, and the clan is now shaved and butt naked, which distracts Reverend Flavel from giving his speech, and they play the recording of the mayor and the commission watching the porn the one the one scene that got me to chuckle a little bit was when they played the recording and then the part of the recording comes was like look at the size of that guy's dick (laughs) and they cut to a guy who one of the clans members that's naked he just like looks at the reverend he's like who me me
1: (laughs) (laughs) i laughed about that (laughs) he did that he did it twice because the reverend is like oh look the spawns of Satan. And the guy's like me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad someone else noticed that. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> Just like, why does he think he's talking to him? <laughs> uh Meanwhile, uh so
2: the, then the crowd starts to turn on Reverend Flavel and the politician. Meanwhile, Wendy continues her obnoxious teardown of Geppert's campaign at the restaurant, culminating in her unloading the fake vomit she's been storing in her water bra into the fountain of the restaurant and Peewee coming in to take pictures of Gebert. Basically, it all ends with everyone that deserves their comeuppance getting it. The mayor and the commission get brought up on charges, including Gepard with his own very specific charges. The play gets put back on and the good guys win. And that, that's the end of Porky's 2, colon, the next day.
0: Yeah, good guys in quotes.
2: Yeah, good guys. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, the the uh, lesser of two evils win, I guess. Basically, yeah. The, the, the end credits scene is weird, too. There's like one of the clansmen is like walking out from the rally, you know, butt naked and a woman in the stands hits him over the head with the um, with an umbrella. Mm -hmm. So he goes, if you do that again, you're going to regret it. So she does it again and he throws her off of the (laughs) stand. like He drags her over the railing. He's like, I told you not to do it. Why are we giving this guy a redemption arc? (laughs) Why is he getting the last word in this? (laughs) Right <laughs> like, yeah, because then it, it it I think it stopped and it stops on a freeze frame for some reason <laughs> unbelievable. why would you yeah. end it that way? Such a weird, weird ending,
2: yeah, that restaurant scene is is tough to watch oh uh,
1: i it it was cringeworthy at best mm-hmm. i i was I was just I had my head in my hand like this needs to end. Why that does this keep going? Long. It's very long.
2: that's the thing. Cause then then they cut back. This is like, we have a very long scene there Then we cut away to the rally and then we cut back and then there's another very long scene.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I think what what annoyed me about the, the dinner scene besides that it went on for so long. is just how over the top, like how can we keep going more and more and more? Yeah. And it was like, enough is enough. They would have been kicked out by now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, it, it it's she's very shrill and they keep saying they have this saying in the movie they say it a few times your your ass sucks water canal or canal water mm. what does that even mean
2: i don't know so so peewee says it at the beginning and she says it at the end
1: yeah Wait, what kind of insult is that your ass sucks canal water it's just one of the things they said in the 50s i i thought like sit on it was a big one
2: <laughs> that was the 70s
1: Oh, okay. I was gonna say if the if the uh, happy days taught us anything.
2: Oh, yeah that was that was happy days. I was that was the fifties, right? I was thinking of
1: Welcome Back, Kotter. <laughs> I, I, so that that saying lasted two decades. <laughs> Possibly. Pretty sit good. on a Potsy. Yeah, sit on it. Yeah, sit on it and spin was like the ultimate. <laughs> that's how they like you knew that was business. Oh, bite the weenie, Riz! <laughs> bite the. Oh, that, was that a uh, grease? That was grease. <laughs> awesome. With relish, with relish, yeah. Oh boy, thirty-five-year-old <laughs> stocker chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were clearly high school age. <laughs> clearly, yeah. I man, I don't. Know. What did you guys think of this movie? Uh, I've always heard this was a pretty terrible movie. It's it was
2: boring for most of it. Yes, I would say. Best. like like the last 20 minutes although i'm not on board with a lot of it it's at least some sort of propulsion to it yeah um but it takes a long time to get there and we're just like we're wasting so much time in other ways that i'm just not super on
1: board with yeah i i I thought mark made a great point earlier that you lift out one of these sub subplots either the kkk or the uh the reverend Mm -hmm. And you just kind of tackle one or the other. And I think that kind of makes for a much more coherent uh, and well paced movie. Yeah, definitely. All right. I think that's all we got for this week.
2: That's uh, that's our movie this week. Um, We're not going to ever
1: watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even say it's like harmless, you know, because it's it's kind of harmful, depending on who you are. It toes that line, right? Yeah. 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 Big time.
2: But uh, yeah, so check us out on the socials. You can find us wherever, um, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you get your social medias. Just look, look for us. You'll find us. If You already found us if you're listening to this. So uh, that's going to wrap us up this week. Uh, the director for Porky's Colon. The next day is director Bob Clark. So for Dan Aquino Mark Mark Myers, this is Anthony Domenico telling Bob Clark, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you? thanks for listening to they called us a movie subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to check us out on twitter and instagram at tic Pod. that's t-c-t-a-m-pod you can also check us out on tiktok at they called us a movie